Welcome to She Gets It Podcast. These are my thighs. You at the right place, my place, this show, She Gets It Podcast. Let's go. So, welcome to She Gets It Podcast. This is a place where everything is possible to be spoken about, okay? I have no boundaries. This is pure freedom here, okay? That's enough warning. The topic is... I think at the end of friendships, hopefully your friendships don't end, but if they're not good, they could. At the end of like dealing with family members or relatives um, and relationships, I think we all want to say and point fingers about like what other people did, but not really look at like what did we do? like. How could I have been better? I could have maybe not have said this. You know, self-motherfucking evaluation means looking into yourself. You're not blaming anybody else. I'm going to go over a few moments and times in life where I feel like maybe I could have handled shit better. Maybe I could have made a better decision. Maybe I could have made a better choice. So the first thing... I wanted to talk about is um, regarding family, friends, or relatives. So, my mom and I have a close relationship, semi. We not about to talk about that shit relationship. Um, I'm the youngest of five boys, and I'm the only girl. And my mom is very loving, very gullible, very open, very caring. She's like that ultimate mom that everybody wants. And she has a habit of shutting down on me. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, she still shuts down when, you know, she has to deal with reality. So there was one time when she was living with me that she basically shut down. And when I say shut down, I mean don't talk won't speak, won't answer questions, avoiding, like, passing you in the house, avoiding you not saying shit. And she shut down on me uh, when she was living with me when it comes to, like, addressing life issues. What she was upset about was the fact that I was pregnant. Yeah, I was, like, I want to say 30 weeks pregnant, closer to my delivery and she was just you know allowing things to go unsaid with my daughter at the time she was like what three and anytime I would correct my daughter she would basically uncorrect her and like undermine like things that I would say or ask her to do and I hated growing up in a house where I felt like I had no parent to go to for things that weren't right involving being in the house with my brothers or things being unfair or oh I need somebody to like stand up for me or protect me my mom was not it my mom would go in her room play music shut down and avoid so it turned into me having to be like super defensive for myself um Chantal you take care of Chantal Okay, ain't nobody else out here about to take care of you. You do it because she definitely ain't going to do it. She probably feeds you. She'll make sure you have clothes. She'll make sure you have a room. But that's about it. You got to do everything else. And so 
with my daughter, I didn't want to raise my daughter to um, not have any discipline. I didn't want to raise my daughter to do whatever she want, uh, act however she want. I wanted to correct her. My mom did not discipline any of us. She did not believe in whoopings. Mind you, my mother's Jamaican, and she's one of 13 kids. And her mom and her dad gave out ass whoopings in Jamaica. I know they did. And she just basically did the opposite with her kids. She didn't do nothing. So when it comes to my child, I don't want to raise my child like that. Anytime my child gets out of hand, she could get these hands. Anytime my child gets any hand out of hand, she could get this belt. Like, that's it. And my mom wasn't with it. She wasn't with, like, me correcting stuff. She wasn't with me, you know, asking her to do stuff a certain way. My mom does not like critique. If you try to critique my mom on a way to do anything better, she's going to take think that you're telling her she's horrible and you're doing it wrong. I don't know what that shit is, but it's annoying. So, basically, um, I got fed up with her shutting down and I addressed her by basically coming to her in her room because she was avoiding me. And I got near the TV and I said, I'm not about to raise my daughter like you raised me. I'm going to be involved. I'm going to be able to discipline her. And I said, if you don't like how I raise my kids in my house and the way I like to have peace in my house, please figure out where you're going to be happy at. Please figure out where you want to be because if I'm here and I want to raise my kids, I need to raise them how I want to live, okay? So where do you want to be happy at? And she basically said that she wanted to go to Florida. I have siblings in Florida. Let's call them that. One brother that I claim, one that I don't. One that I wanted to spit on if he was on fire that type shit so she was like she wanted to move to florida cool that's fine she says she'll she knows when she'll be moving cool my only request is for you not to have such and such in my house fast forward um she writes a whole sonnet letter like a letter to me right and she gives it to me in my house ma'am You live in my house. I go pick up your prescriptions from the doctor. I take you to the doctor. When you wanted to go to the grocery store, I take you to the grocery store. When you want to go wherever to the fabric store, I take you. You sit in my car. Like, why are you writing me letters in my house? So that pissed me off. So I basically was like, yo, I'm not reading no letter. If you want to tell me anything, you sit down and tell me something. Like, I've been living with this shit my whole life where you don't address nothing adult-like. Address something adult-like. Like, lady, you're almost, like, in your, like, 70s. Like, you just turned 66. You have to address adult matters. And so I review, I refused to read the letter. She ended up giving the letter to my ex when he came to the house to talk to me about something completely separate and she made him read it to me first of all you're overstepping your boundaries second of all whatever is in this letter is none of his business thirdly again if you want to address any shit to me you need to speak and it pissed me off like I almost punched a hole through my wall in my house while I was pregnant 
because the shit that she was saying in this letter was so not true. It was basically someone writing a letter about a whole bunch of problems that they have with you that they never brought to you. Like they never ever in life addressed to you. And all of a sudden I got a list of a hundred things that you did wrong that I don't like. Like, when I tell you I went off, I went off. My mom does not like yelling. My mom doesn't like um, disagreements. And she doesn't like angry motions. Like, she shuts all the way the fuck down with that shit. So, my ex was like, no. He was like, you can't. He's like, you can't act like that. Like, not, not with my baby in there. You can't act like that. He was like, come on. He was like, we need to leave. Put on your shoes and go in my truck. We need to leave. So I got my shit. I went in his truck. Um, and he was in the house lacing up his shoes. And he asked my mom, he was like, man, you think it's because she pregnant that she acting like this? And my mom was like, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> my whole thing is a way I could have did that better was basically try to control my emotions and I feel like my ex could have respected the fact that you're not helping by reading this letter to me you're feeding into the fact that she feels like it's okay for her to not address adult situations so what I would have done different or what I could have done different was maybe nicely in a nice voice whatever the fuck that is while you're frustrated is say to her, hey, I never appreciated you shutting down and not addressing adult situations growing up as a kid. I felt like I had to parent myself. There's no way I'm gonna do that while I'm in my 30s. So it's either you speak to me or I'm gonna rip up this letter and throw it in the trash and your thoughts will never be heard. What do you wanna do? Maybe if I came to her that way, maybe it would have been better. Fast forward, even after that, she ends up moving her stuff out my house, going to Florida, and bringing the person I asked her not to have to my child to my house with my children there and my newborn. When I tell you I had to go to therapy for the anger that I had for this woman for a good seven to eight months, I wrote a book. <laughs> I wrote a book called um, A Vision of Self-Love that is on Amazon about my anger or my frustration and why I felt like I felt growing up. And my mom called me and she cried and she apologized and she cried and she apologized because she claims... And I'm not saying claims to be shady, but she claims all this time she did not understand why I felt how I felt. Even though I, I feel like as a child, I've been screaming this into my adult life. I've been screaming this. And now that I put it in a book with a binding on the back that's published, you now understand where the hell I'm coming from. Whatever, lady. Okay, you got the point. Cool. Now you know not to discuss this person with me. Now you know why I don't want this person near me. Even though this person came out of your vagina, 
I do not want this person near me because I will kill him in three lifetimes, okay? Now, moving on, next situation. Um, Even with friends, you have to see and evaluate where you could have been better. So, I lost a best friend this year. And this is the situation. So... An old friend was feeling away because I'm cool with her ex-fiance that she left years after now. She's she remarried. Well, well, she remarried. She got married because they were never married. They were just engaged for like 5 years. Um I was friends with her. I was friends with her ex-fiance and other friends. We were all friends. A group of us were friends. After their breakup, it's kind of like everybody chose sides, right? After their breakup, her ex-fiance wasn't talking to nobody that was friends with her because he didn't know who knew what the whole time. He didn't trust anybody. He was basically went into like this whole shell, which I kind of respected because the way that the breakup went down was hella disrespectful and blindsided-ish. Um... I wasn't in New York at the time, so I really couldn't get the ins and out of it. But I remember after I had my first kid visiting everybody in New York for Easter, that there was like hella tension in the apartment. And I'm just like, what's going on? Like, you know, she told me that they were having kind of issues. She told me they weren't, you know, shit wasn't clicking. But I didn't know that I was flying in. to see them for the first time in a long time they haven't seen my baby my baby was like what three months three four months at the time and they were seeing her for the first time so it was kind of like hey huggable moment take a picture look at the baby but it was still like this stale ass fucked up tension in the apartment (sighs) there was a lot that was going on that she my friend wasn't telling me but she was telling other friends and it was kind of like, I didn't know what the fuck I was stepping into. And I was looking at him crazy. He was looking at me crazy. Then my friend was like looking at me like, hmm, let's smile for the picture. And it was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? But I was in it, so I couldn't do nothing. After that weekend, I came back to Atlanta and I was just like, what the fuck was that? Fast forward, basically... That was like an extended breakup that was happening that I think I think he was trying to fix and she was basically like a foot and almost her other foot out the door already. Um, I don't know like the real details out of that because I feel like when it's a relationship between two people, you always know some. And you will never know all because you are not one of those people in the relationship. So I'm just speaking from the outside looking in. And when I tell you we were close friends, we were close friends to the point where I'm at family dinners. I met their parents. You know, I got a draw at their house with my drawers in it and pajamas. Like I would spend the night at their house. We would go to work out together like that was like my family when my family wasn't around and I feel like I should have said straight up after she left him hey 
I understand you wanted to move on for your reasons. Cool. I feel like there was a better non-drama way um, that you could have left that situation. But I felt like at the time that, hey, as an adult, if another adult does not ask you your opinion, you shut the fuck up. If my friends do not say, hey, Chantal, I got this going on in a relationship. What do you think? You shut the fuck up. And so because my friend never asked me verbally, hey, um, what are your feelings about how I did this? Or what are your feelings about, you know, how this went? It was a lot of drama that happened that I don't agree with that I feel like she didn't have to deal with. And it was a lot of drama that I feel like happened if shit was done in a better way. But it is what it is. And I felt like shit defending your ex, his thoughts about you having feelings for your quote unquote now husband back then when you told me nothing was happening. And that's fucking truth. You know, he had his own ideas that, hey, maybe her and this dude is, they're not just friends. At the time, I honestly feel like they were just co-workers. Over time, after that, maybe feelings developed and shit. Like, I don't know because I wasn't there. I moved from New York to go to West Palm Beach, Florida to have my baby because I'm not about to be pregnant in New York. Ew, no. So, um, I didn't know, like, the deets. But he did come to me and be like, hey, Shan, like, what the fuck do you think about this dude? Like, da 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 And I confirmed with him. She said it ain't shit. It ain't shit. And then you turn around and you married, homie. So I'm just kind of like, uh, I look like shit now. Like, she made me look like shit. She made me look like I'm lying to homeboy. And I wasn't lying. I was basically going over what she was saying. I think, you know, both of them deserve a life separately now. Honestly, that's what I feel. I feel like both of them moved on. Y'all out that relationship. I think she's like, what, three and a half, four years into her marriage. He recently got married in... um, you know, this year I knew about it, but I felt like it was not my place to be like, Oh, Hey, why you minding your business and your whole other life? Because you cut off your mom and dad, you cut off a lot of people that was cool with, you know, you and your ex fiance, he got married. Like I'm not about to do that shit. So the whole time I swear to God, I have kept their lives separate. Like, there's things that he has told me about his life, um, you know, after their breakup that I would never share with anybody. And I don't know, you know, who he's married to. And she came upon his wedding photos and she called me one day when I was at work and she, um, I couldn't talk because I was just getting into work. And so she texted me and she was like, I just think it's weird how, you know, um, all these, you know, ways that he was being able to contact you and all these things that you knew and you never said anything. I just feel like that's fucked up. Basically was the gist of her text. She wasn't asking me nothing. It was all assumption, assumption, assumption. So when I wanted to explain it to her, she not picking up. 
she not answering no text. So all this drama is starting. I'm just like, yo, she basically, she knows that you're married now. That's it. Like anything she had going on in her life, I kept that shit fucking separate because I felt like that was none of his business. Y'all broke up. Y'all move on separately now. Anything he had going on, I never said to her. But the whole time while he trying to move on in his fucking life because their lives were so attached, he's getting her mail at his house. Her parents are hitting them up. Asking them to co- asking him to come to their party, like her life is still intruding on his shit while he's trying to move forward. But because she done married, she's in her life now. You know they have their own place, and their life is now together. And she basically cut off cut off her old life. There's no reason for his life to interfere hers, and the shit has always been unbalanced. And my whole thing is like, I'm not saying you're right I'm not saying he's right I'm just saying there was a better way to do that and I felt like the only way I could have handled that better or I could have done that better is blatantly tell you point blank hey I know y'all not speaking I know y'all not cool but at the same time I'm gonna still keep a friendship with homeboy because I feel like you know he got a shitty end of the stick too Yes, y'all spent, what, 16 plus years in a relationship together and it went to shit. But at the same time, you still needed help after the fact that shit was going shitty. And he still helped you. So how bad is he? So, yeah. The only thing I felt like I could have did better in, in that is be straight up with her and be like, Hey, y'all not together no more. I still want you to be happy in your marriage. And I think he deserves to be happy in whatever future he wants to have. Point blank, period. That's it. So, basically after that, she felt like I chose sides. And so, we don't speak. Um, My kids love her. Okay? I love her. I still want her to be happy however she wants to be happy. Um, But we don't speak. Ain't no text, ain't no hi bye, ain't no social media, ain't no shit. And my thing is like, I'm not chasing down no adult. I've been this way since the beginning of time. I have never in life, in elementary school, middle school, high school, ever been forced to choose sides on shit. I sit at whatever lunch table at lunchtime that I want to. Like nobody's going to tell me who I can and can't not speak to. And I think in adult life, no matter if people are damn near in their fucking 40s, they have like these insignificant, insecure ass expectations on if I'm not talking to such and such, you can't be friends with such and such either. Like, nah, be. Be who you want to be friends with and be like thorough about that shit and I feel like the only thing I could have done different is basically be straight up with her and be like hey he's still cool on my book maybe our relationship didn't work but I don't think he's such an awful person because he legit has no bad blood about you like I think in her mind this man is like out for her in her mind oh you know he just he just hunting her down and my just my thing is like he's not checking for you 
He knows exactly where he wants to find you if he wants to find you. He knows exactly where he would want to find your husband if he wants to find your husband. He doesn't want to. Like, he's so far removed from it. And I feel like if anybody should have, like, an emotional issue about people, it would be him. But the fact that he's moved on to me is hella commendable from the shit he's been having to endure for the last five years. The fact that, you know, she's happier now. She seems happier now. She seems, like, more refreshed, more, you know, about the life that she's living living in. I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm happy that you're happy. Like, I want y'all to be happy. But I just don't feel like I have to choose two people that I've been friends with for over, what, eight or nine years, 10 years. Like, what are we doing? I'm not six. I'm not doing it. So moving into relationships. Okay. I'm going to talk about what I could have done better in my relationships. I'm going to be as short and sweet because I've only had, what, five relationships so far. So I'm going to be short and sweet with it. This is about accountability. This is about talking about what you could have done better. Okay? Focus. So the first relationship I had, basically, we were like basically high school sweethearts. I went to college. He didn't. We were neighbors. I feel like I matured faster than him. I got tired of defending his laziness, the fact that I was working three jobs, going to college, and he basically could not keep a job for more than two weeks. He was fired or he was quitting. And he was just, you know, fucking off in the street fucking off at home and whenever I wanted to talk to him like reality wise like what do you want to do like what are you trying to do he basically basically ignored me and dismissed that shit I hate when I'm fucking talking to somebody and they're hella dismissive to this day he's still hella dismissive and he doesn't get that like that's his biggest issue but I basically tried to talk him through the issue I was having he dismissed me about it. Basically, act like the conversation wasn't happening. I felt like, you know, because he knew I loved him enough, he felt like I was going to stay and deal with his shit. Nah, I don't stay and deal with nobody's shit. Nobody's. So I was done after that conversation. Because I couldn't physically do anything. Because we were fucking neighbors where I'm going to pick up my house move. No. Um... I was done after that conversation. So I moved on weeks after. Um, I was seeing this dude I liked that I met. And I was waiting for him outside for him to pick me up. I didn't drive at that time. And the whole neighborhood decides to come outside because it's a nice day. People were playing basketball. People were sitting outside on their stoop. People were, like, leaning up against the car. The pastor came by the house. My aunt was outside, you know, trimming leaves and shit. And the dude I was talking to at the time, he left his phone at home. So I couldn't tell him, hey, don't pull up in front of the house. It was kind of, like, over. He was already on his way. I was trying to call him. He wasn't answering me because he wasn't at home no more. Fuck. So he pulled up into the motherfucking cul-de-sac with his car in front of everybody. My ex was standing right there. I looked at the pastor in her eyes. She was like, oh, shit. She didn't say that, 
God. She didn't say that, I swear to you. But she basically had the face like, oh shit, like you really about to have a dude pick you up in front of your, your old dude? Oh, you's a bold bitch. That's the kind of face she had on. I didn't mean for that to happen, but that's basically how that shit fucking happened. So, um, yeah, that happened. I got in. I told him, like, fuck. Like, that shit was embarrassing. I felt like all eyes on me, Tupac. And, uh, yeah, that's what happened. And till this day, till this day, I swear to God, he will tell you that I left his ass for a nigga, which is all motherfucking lies. I left you, I broke up with you because you were hella dismissive and you wanted to fuck off. That's it. What I could have did better is basically be more blunt with him that day at the end of the conversation and be like, hey, that's fine. You are now single, free to roam about. I'm single, we are now broken up. I'm going to go home now. Maybe I should have said that shit and maybe he would have got the better idea. So that's why I feel like I could have done better. Second relationship. (sighs) This one. I'm not about to give you the deets on this. I already did on the live with somebody, but I'm not about to give y'all the deets on this because this episode would be too fucking long. Basically, he was seven years older than me. He is Ari's dad, which is my two-year-old dad. He's a professional liar, and he is verbally and physically abusive. Shh. That is a product. Um, basically, it was a 15 years on and off relationship. We got too close. Ew, she just farted. Spot out. My baby. Um, he had great communication. He said that he was single when we met. He lied. I was too far in. I met him at 18. I am now 32. We had a good friendship. And the sex was great chemistry. What can I say? <sighs> That's how that went. Um, it ended on a very bad note where the fact that I have a court order where he can have no contact with me for a year now. Um, ended where he has three charges against him dealing with me. Um, what could I did? Could, what could I have done better in that? Um, the first lie when he lied to me about his age being one year off. I should have deaded this situation because, first of all, why the fuck are you lying to me? Second of all, why are you lying to me about your age? Like, I already know that you're older than me. Cool. Why are you lying to me about your age when it's only a year off? So that should have been, like, a great sign that, nah, he's not worth it. Um, That's that. Third relationship. Um, We met in college. He had a crush on me. He told He told a mutual friend. I thought he was hella funny. And depending on the day, he was kind of cute to me at the beginning. So we developed like this friendship. And after he graduated, he was in music production. I was in for design and marketing. Um we got really close. And we started spending too much time together as friends. Cool friends. Close friends. He got a new apartment. We went furniture shopping for his apartment as friends. Close friends. But every time we would go out, 
for furniture for this place, people will assume we were like a thing. People will assume like we were in like a close relationship, like we've been in a relationship for years because we were just so cool together. To the point where he ain't even have no fucking bed in his new apartment. And I remember spending the night over his house in my red Levi's. And we slept on his floor. We did not fuck. None of that. Not kiss. None of that. But in the back of my mind, like I said, I knew he liked me. And I knew I liked him. But I didn't know that I liked him enough to pursue a relationship. So eventually, um, we got too close. He went to L.A. for work. I basically babysat his apartment. I had a key to his apartment. And while he was away, through text, he asked me if I would want to be his girlfriend. (sighs) How very 2019 of him to ask me that through text. So basically, we became that through text. Around Christmas, um, (laughs) he was trying to see if he could run away from his, like, (laughs) label at the time and come home to Atlanta for around Christmas so he ended up coming like I want to say either on Christmas day or the day before getting shit fucked up with his ticket or his uh, plane my cousin trying to help him with his ticket over the phone um it was just a mess it was just a mess he came back and I remember the first night we were like in bed and uh he finally got his bed (laughs) And we were like in the dark and it was kind of like, hmm, do we fuck because we are in a relationship or do we not fuck? Because when you left, we were just friends, but now we are supposed to be something different. What are we going to do different? So the first fuck was like really awkward because it's kind of like, are you fucking your friend or are you fucking somebody you're with? And it was just like dry humor our whole relationship but you could fuck them too you know what I'm saying and then I started like caring about him and then I started like loving on this man and but at the same time the relationship was so like not anything I've ever been in like I've never been in a relationship with a man that's scared of dogs no my ex was scared of dogs my first ex was scared of dogs but he's had a dog you know what I'm saying but he hated anything on four legs <clears throat> he was scared of bugs. Um, that wasn't mainly of, me, of him. He wasn't good with his hands. He wasn't good with tools. He, uh, I've never seen him get his hands dirty in anything. I remember coming to this apartment one day and this fool put motherfucking uh, dish detergent in the motherfucking dishwasher and it had suds up to your waist coming from the kitchen in the apartment. Like, Like, that whole relationship was a compromise of what I wanted for myself. And I kept trying to visualize my future with somebody that doesn't like animals. So let's say if we had kids, we would never go to the zoo. I love animals. We would never have an animal in our house. We would never go to, like, shit like PetSmart. Um, This shit would just be so awkward. Like, we would be walking and somebody would have an animal and he would want to cross the street. Like... When I tell you the shit was annoying, he didn't smoke weed, he didn't drink, and he felt very judgmental of people who smoked and drank. Like, he would say, oh, you drink? You're an alcoholic. 
No, my G. Just because somebody drinks doesn't make him an alcoholic. But, yeah. He just had, like, annoying ways about him that I'm just like, Mm, Chantal, are you going to make yourself get okay with this? Or are you going to try to, like, you know, bury it? And I tried to, like, bury all my wants and needs that I would want out of a man for the sake of having someone that's good to me, kind to me, sweet to me, thoughtful. Um, But when we were friends, I felt like, oh, this dude is funny. Then when I became his girlfriend, I'm just like, dog, you're not funny. You're just an asshole. And, yeah. So my thing with that, um, I felt like, we tried to be in a relationship and I feel like we should have just remained friends and that friendship would have been so thick till this day um I was talking to him not like in a relationship talking to him like verbally on the phone talking to him last year like earlier last year up until a certain point and then we just stopped talking because he started to feel like entitled for every detail of my life. And I'm just like, just because we're cool and I tell you almost damn near everything doesn't mean you're entitled to everything that I know that involves me. So because I told him that, he felt away and we just stopped speaking. But I don't wish him any bad blood, but I do feel like what I could have done better in that is be honest with myself and be like, Chantal, this is not the man for you. He belongs to someone else. Not the streets, but to somebody else that wants a man like that. But that's not the man for me. Um, and well, I'm not going to go into that detail, but that's just something I don't like that he can't do nothing about now. But yeah. All right. So fourth ex, um, which is actually my, my five-year-old's dad, he wasn't really meant for me to be in a relationship with because I knew he liked me from years prior being around the family like he was like a family friend that my family basically raised Uh, and he was just lingering and he always had a crush on me but I never gave him a time of day so after my grandfather died which is a man that was very close to me um, he was just lingering around the house after the funeral I'm just like fuck I'm going to go infiltrate this man's space. So he was in the kitchen and um, my brother, my favorite brother was like, hey, you remember him? And I looked at him and he was shaved, kind of clean cut, looked different, you know? And I was like, no. And I stepped on his foot on purpose and I looked him in the face. And he looked at me like, oh. And I never gave him that attention on purpose before because I was like nigga I know you like me but I I was always in a relationship before so I didn't give you the time of day but now since I am out of a relationship because that shit is not working um it's not that I want to give you the time of day but I want to play with you so I played with him to the point where I was just like yo my grandfather just died My mom is sick. My mom has taken um, 13 pills a day every day since she's been nine years old. She's had three strokes, one heart attack. Um, She has uh, hypertension problems. Her heart stops in her sleep sometimes. And it's kind of like 
I don't want to lose my mom and her not ever experience one of my children. Like all of my brothers have kids, multiple kids. And I was the last one that didn't have any kids. I already graduated college. I already worked in New York for like six years. Now I'm in Philly at this funeral. I'm just like, fuck it. Like I'm about to get this old lady a baby. Fucked around and fucked around and fucked around. Had a baby. Got pregnant. Told this fool. He couldn't keep his mouth shut. He freaking told the fucking world. And I was like, you have two choices. This is the stick. I'm pregnant. I wasn't like super, I'm pregnant. I wasn't that. I'm just like, yo, my boobs is getting big as fuck right now. And I'm not about to have a period for a long time. This is, I guess it's going to be enjoyable. Like that was, it was all struggle for me. And I was like, hey, you either in this all the way or you not in this. Like I'm not taking no half-ass shit. What do you want to do? And he was like, I'm in this. I was like, okay, so you need to work a better job, go to your classes, because he was in, cl- in college at the time, go to your classes and just, you know, keep your shit on the up and up. <sighs> this fool didn't pay for his classes for the following semester. Number one, fuck off. And um, he was working, and some days he didn't want to go to work. Number two, fuck off. I was like, okay. Went, uh, I said, I'm going to New York. So I went to New York to see if I could find a job before I started getting big, before the people were like, I'm not hiring no pregnant bitch. I was like, let me get in here before I look pregnant to y'all. Was trying to find a job, sleeping on my best friend's couch because my shit in New York at the time was in the apartment and the man upstairs basically flooded his apartment and it damaged like a lot of my stuff. So my shit was in storage. So I didn't have nowhere to live in New York. But I was looking for work and um, staying at my friend's house. I wasn't finding work. Went to my first doctor's appointment. And basically, he heard the heartbeat for the first time. Then it was all cool. Then he was like, man, why are you trying to go to Florida? I'm just like, fool, you don't have a job enough to support me having a kid here. I've worked multiple jobs. I'm going to just go to Florida and use the money that I saved up. And just buy shit for the baby and stay at my mom's house. Because my mom has given birth to five fucking kids. So she would be the best person to be around when I have my first kid. So that's where the fuck I'm going. You don't have a place of your own. You ain't got shit to give me right now. Just be up be up in Philly and work. Point blank period. So he got pissed because I left and went to Florida. I don't give a fuck. I did what I needed to do for the kid. Not for you. Um, we weren't in a relationship it was just like you were here and i was there and we was about to be parents i didn't give a fuck that was not my focus so in florida i had the baby fast forward i moved to atlanta my whole thing with that relationship was i should have never had that relationship i should have just kept it a fuckable situation and not felt like hey i'm done with relationships because my relationship that i was really banking on working did not work because i I didn't want to keep lying to myself that that shit was going to work. So it wasn't working. It didn't work. I'm not about to invest three or more years um, with someone to possibly go to shit. I just want to have a baby and chill. So yeah, I should have never pursued that relationship. (sighs) Fifth relationship. I don't know what this is. 
for real because I'm I'm 32 years old, y'all. Like I can't do long distance relationship. The only thing long I can do is probably get your dick. So, um, talking to this guy, this man, and uh, he's cool. Um, he came to Atlanta for a weekend to visit me and we went out a few times together he already met Anya when she was like eight months and um I like him and visually I feel like it could work you know what I'm saying but I don't want to get so caught up in my mind that I'm not in reality the reality is he does not live here in Atlanta and I need him to be here and uh, he has kids and he wants one more kid and I'm still kind of banking on a boy but I don't want to be nobody's baby moms again so it's kind of like Chantal if this is someone you're trying to pursue in a relationship do you think like you would want to be married And it's kind of like some days I'm just like, yes, 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 yes. And then other days I'm just like, "Mm, I don't know. And our communication is completely on two different spectrums. He can like not consistently speak to me and be cool. And then I feed off of like communication. So, um... I need to fucking speak to you. So that shit throws me off. The fact that I can't see him as often as I want. The fact that I don't like doing shit on video visually. But I'd love to send you a motherfucking news. And um, the fact that you just, you don't live close enough. Like, my G, you and you in Mississippi. Like, I'm not about to be taking that ride. And we have, he has driven here one two three three times um and i have met him halfway um once but my thing is like this my g like what's the goal like what's the plan like what are we doing i'm not moving to mississippi like that's motherfucking out of the question i don't do woods i don't do darkness i don't do that's south south like i'm in georgia that's enough south for me I do not like Florida. The maximum I could be in Florida is like four days. So, and I only went to Florida to have my kid and dip. And that's basically what I did. So, my thing is like, if you don't want to be in Mississippi, then you're moving here. And if you're not moving here, where do you want to move? And my thing is like, I don't want to do a long distance relationship. Like, I cannot do it. Like... I physically have needs here. I mentally have needs that we cannot share via text or video or FaceTime. And you do not like sitting on the phone a lot. And I'm just at a point where like when I want manmanship, <laughs> in a motherfucking word, when I want my manmanship, I want it now. You know, like commercial is my money and I want it now. That's me. Like. I need that shit now when I want it. And if I cannot have it, it's kind of like, what the fuck am I doing? And um, so I have 
broken up with this man <laughs> through email. Um, I have blocked him, ignored him, deleted him, added him back. And it's kind of like the way that he comes off to me is like I could be on motherfucking 10 and this man is sitting on like one. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, how the fuck are you on one? And I'm already on 10. And he's, it's kind of like to the point where I feel like he's being dismissive about the shit that I feel like is a big deal. And uh, I'm just like, damn, I like that shit. And then sometimes I'd be like, damn, I'm mad at that. Like, how the fuck can you dismiss me and try to bring me down and try to make me calm down? But I feel like that's what your other half is supposed to do. Like, if you're on 10, the other person's supposed to calm you down and relax you. So, I don't know. Like, until there's, like, some real plans in place for some shit to really happen with that, that's just, like, I don't know. What could I have done better in that? I think I'm doing pretty good for the um, facts of what is. I I feel like I'm doing pretty good. Like, I don't know anybody my age right now personally that's doing a long distance relationship and I would love um, some everyday dangling like that would be cool I would love to um, you know build with somebody and not just be out here just like "Mm." that's a gamble that's a gamble that's a gamble like, I hate the whole gambling about, like, fucking not knowing motherfucking men and just wandering. Like, that shit is trash. Like, just come correct, sir. And the fact that he told me that he be listening to my motherfucking show. Like, I don't even know if he's gonna listen to this episode because it's hella long, but shit. I don't know what we're doing, sir, if you're listening. So, um, yeah, that's my jits on what I think I could have done better. And I think more people need to realize, own, and be honest about the shit they could have done better. There is no hard feelings about anyone, exes, family members, relatives, old friends. I don't have no hard feelings about none of y'all. I just know like, I have to be honest about where I stand with certain shit so I can move forward. So, y'all just think about what the fuck y'all could have done better in the relationships that y'all had with y'all family, with y'all friends, um, personal love relationships. And if there's somebody you really care about, be honest about that shit and own that shit. Peace. that's all folks if you enjoyed today's episode cool please feel free to leave a review on apple Podcasts or leave a voicemail on anchor if you did not enjoy today's episode don't worry there's more to come (laughs) bye